Ignition sequence start. Welcome to the Selected Podcast, brought to you by Sesimers, the social network for tech events. Hi there, this is Ben from Sesimers, coming at you live from Paris with the Selected Podcast. We're talking all things entrepreneurship, investment, culture, politics, and events. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your go-to podcast platform so you won't miss our future episodes. All right, let's jump right in. We're meeting with Erika Savolainen, CEO of Slush, a student-led nonprofit movement on a mission to help and create founders to change the world. We're doing this interview ahead of the upcoming edition scheduled on November 30th and December 1st in Helsinki, Finland. It will gather 13,000 attendees, including 5,000 startup founders and operators, and 3,000 investors to celebrate entrepreneurial grit under the theme, Building to Last. Hi, Erika. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing very good. Thanks for asking. Thank you for taking the time. Tell me, what's your background and how did you end up being the CEO of Slush? Well, um... I guess that just like most of the other Slush team members, I also sort of stumbled upon Slush uh, during my studies. Um, so I used to study in uh, Alda Business School, majoring in, in finance. Uh, and uh, then during my very first week of studies as part of our orientation, um, there was uh, an opportunity to go and volunteer uh, at this thing called Slush, uh, a supposedly very cool and very interesting startup event taking place in a few months. And uh uh, I guess I signed up for like general curiosity tours the event. Uh, what is it uh, like? But also because all of my friends went, so why wouldn't I go as well? Uh, and ended up really, really enjoying the experience. So I did volunteer uh, first time in 2014 in the construction team and then again 2015 in the startups team. Um, after that, I had a few years pause, so I focused on uh, studies and I did a few internships and I also used to, for example, coach gymnastics that took a lot of my time. Uh, but, but then uh, in 2019, I actually ended up uh, rejoining the team as a full-timer back then in the partnerships team uh, mm -hmm. and have been part of the team uh, ever since. It's, it's been a very exciting ride. So you went through the 2020, 2021 uh... It's a break. I mean, Slush didn't happen in 2020 only, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, unfortunately, in 2020, we had to cancel our uh, main event due to the pandemic. Uh, I, I bet many had similar experience during that time. Yeah. Uh, and that, of course, uh, was a very kind of difficult experience for the team back then. However, it was also one of the most rewarding uh, years in learning perspective uh, for me personally. So what we ended up doing in 2020, uh, we started piloting Node by Slush, our online community for founders. Uh, that is built around these monthly community uh, events, uh, bringing together founders, investors, and then mentors. Um, and uh, it ended up actually being rather successful. So no, Node is still alive and kicking uh, and part of our uh, year-round offering uh, on top of the uh, main event here in Helsinki. That's perfect as a transition to my next question. What do you do uh, during the year when you're not producing slush? Yeah, Uh very good question. Well, first of all, Slush is a uh, year-round event, uh, so it definitely takes the 12 months uh, to put it together. Uh, so our team is very much working on the upcoming event uh, at any given uh, month during the year. However... How big is your team? Sorry, sorry. How big is the team? Uh, currently, we are 48 full-timers. Um, so we at Slush, okay. we aim to emulate a real startup in all ways we can. Uh, and the growth of the team is, of course, a one a vital part 
part of that. So we usually start the year with around 20 full-timers, scale up towards 30, 40, closer to the summer. Uh, and then uh, it's it gets close to 50 uh, just under the event. Uh, and uh, then uh, 1,600 volunteers actually join us uh, to make the actual event uh, possible. That's uh, amazing. So during the year, you said that you, of course, it's a year long uh, planning and uh, process. Uh, you mentioned the node by slush uh, community. What else is happening? Yeah. Uh, so uh, in addition to, to the main event preparation, uh, we do run Node uh, year round. Uh, and uh, as I said, it's a community built on these monthly community events. However, we're also uh, developing the soft si- software side of Node uh, heavily. Uh, so this year, we're, for example, uh, uh, built a beta version of so-called investor tool uh, that gives investors access uh, to a early stage uh, startup database uh, year round. Uh, that's what we're currently working on. Um, then last but not least, in addition to Node, uh, we have a third uh, product called Slushed. Slushed events are these local events uh, organized around the globe by local ecosystems uh, to tackle their uh, local challenges and bottlenecks the ecosystem faces. And how is it going, the Slushed uh, concept? I, I've seen that this year you did more more of them in uh, in some places that you never know their name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually been uh, delightfully popular. Um, so this year we worked together with the 13 different teams uh, on actually four different continents. Um, so yes, it is more or less uh, one slushed event per month uh, during this year. That's good. Uh, coming back to the product side of things, uh, whenever I had to explain, so I've been attending slush, I think, since 20... 15 probably mm-hmm. uh, with different hats but in the last uh, edition I also had the, the opportunity to record podcast interviews for for selected there um, and I've seen the evolution of your product of the platform that you have mm-hmm. that is definitely it's not just to praise you and your team but it's definitely uh, one of the best out there uh, we cover a lot of events we go to a lot of events and matchmaking is definitely a, a hot thing to solve it's not mm-hmm. easy to, to do and you do it very well. And what I'm hearing is that you are also building more features on the product that help you serve uh, your community along and that goes beyond the matchmaking at the event type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I could imagine that allows you also to move away from whatever software you started to use at the beginning for Node uh, into like really bringing all of that into your own yeah. platform. Yeah, that is definitely correct. So uh, our or all our um, online products uh, run on Schloss platform, which is this sort of like holistic uh, platform for anything and everything uh, our event might need. Uh, and uh, some of the features we can actually also extend beyond the event. Uh, so that is the investor tool uh, connected to Node. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically in matchmaking this year, I see you announced like 20,000 meetings. I don't know if you you already have an idea of this is like what you're going to get. You're going to get more of that. Is there any interesting feature or something different in the platform compared to previous years that I that's worth mentioning? Yes, definitely. Um, so as you said, uh, this year our target is to reach twenty thousand uh, pre-booked meetings during the event days. Uh, we will definitely uh, get there according to the earliest early numbers. Um, so super excited for that. Uh, there are a few things uh, worth mentioning uh, in in this year's matchmaking edition. First of them is that we're really focused on. Um, 
increasing the response rate uh, of uh, the meetings um, this year, uh, which means that we're, we're for example, uh, built better meeting uh, or inbox management tools uh, for our users. Uh, then uh, another thing that we are offering, we're offering the uh, investor tool for all of our uh, event uh, event attending investors, which gives them better tools for filtering, saving, searching, just like a more um, sort of a versatile ways of finding who you who you need to find uh, along the thousands of startups joining Slush. Uh, and then definitely last uh, but not least uh, is that we've actually also worked hard to increase the overall meeting capacity at our events. So we've increased okay. our the size of our meeting area. It's actually 300 tables. It's going to be huge. Uh, and on top of that, uh, we're pro- providing the matchmaking tool, uh, ability to use matchmaking tool also in some of our um, side events. So for example, in Investor Day and uh, Founders Day. Okay, that's super interesting. Also, so maybe people who don't know Slush, that's one big surprise for them. Uh, the fact that, for example, the matchmaking area is really like in the center, mm-hmm. like it's not hidden somewhere in an area that wasn't sold to a partner. It's actually very yeah. much in the center yeah. of the experience. And that is also like a, it's not only a practical solution, but sort of a kind of value solution uh, uh, for us as well. Meetings are at the very core of Slush and the key reason why we exist. So we also want to show people that hey. This is this is what happens at Slush. Uh, people uh, meeting each other and uh, sort of showcase that. I love it. Thank you. Um, I wanted to ask you about uh, like specific, I don't know, topics or speakers, mm-hmm. uh, focus areas of the event that you think are sort of driving more attention this year, and also maybe your own personal favorites favorites that you're looking forward to. Yes, uh, that's a very good question. Well. When it comes to our stage program, I would probably uh, approach it sort of through our stages because each of our stage actually has a purpose uh, of, of why that stage is there. Uh, so on the founder stage, we showcase iconic stories on company building. Uh, so when it comes to our theme and building to last, uh, there you can definitely find the speakers who have already built very, very enduring companies. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, then uh, we've actually upgraded our builders studio to a builder stage, uh, and that is a stage focusing on hands-on company building advice. So we go through the uh, whole life cycle of a startup from the uh, very early days uh, to exits, uh, and uh, cover uh, that in kind of very practical keynotes uh, that are designed um, to to give advice uh, to our audience. And what is actually interesting is that each of the builder stage speakers will right after their uh, speaking slot go to a uh, speaker Q&A room in which uh, the audience has the possibility to continue conversation uh, with the expert on the topic that they were just talking on stage. Um, So that is uh, something that we are uh, internally super, super excited for. Um, Then our third stage is called Horizon Stage, and that is more of a platform for looking into the future. What kind of things we think will be important, interesting, or future-defining when it comes to technologies or or other topics? Uh, And last but not least, uh, our early-stage startups uh, get the spotlight on on this startup studio. Um, When it comes to my personal uh, highlights, well, there are many, uh, but I have to uh, say that Claire Hughes-Johnson, who is the uh, uh, ex-COO of uh, the fintech Stripe. Uh, she mm-hmm. is joining us on stage together with Harry Stebbings. Uh, and Claire is sort of a uh, personal idol of mine because I really admire her career and also the the learnings uh, or insights she's uh, shared uh, with the wider ecosystem regarding building actually um, 
and create a scalable company. So I'm very excited. You, 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 yourself, you were a COO of Slush, right? Yes. Before yeah, the, the before, before this role, uh, I used to be the COO. Okay. And what is the second one that you're looking forward to? Second one that I'm most looking forward to? Well, I think I have to say uh, Mistral AI, uh, who's sort yeah. of uh, Europe's uh, promise or, or competitor for, for open AI. Of course, their story is extremely early. However, I think the thesis and the objectives they, they set themselves to are extremely interesting. We definitely need uh, good uh, AI capabilities also here in Europe. So I hope that they will be successful. Thank you. Uh, thinking about the horizon stage, I was wondering um, if uh, you think that there is a, like what is interesting around Slush for people who are in, working in the deep tech sort of category. I'm asking this because I see this in the sort of many events, try to capture the attention of founders or investors in areas that rely more on R&D and are heavy in terms of uh, yeah, research and development, mm -hmm. which is what we call deep tech. Um, uh, some are doing it just because it's, you know, really like uh, sexy. Mm -hmm. Some are doing it because they really uh, care. Uh, what is your situation? And maybe it's also around side events that there's uh, something uh, happening around Slush for deep tech yeah, and investors. Definitely. Uh, we at Slush care about like deep tech and uh, uh, research-based uh, technologies a lot. Uh, it's sort of part of our belief that startups are the fastest way to change the world uh, beyond recognition. But in order to do that, you actually have to build new technology, not only new companies uh, that apply uh, already existing technologies. And for that reason, uh, we do really care about, uh, care about these topics. Um, I would say that for a deep tech founder, uh, the most value we can provide lies most likely in some of our side events. Uh, we have a few very interesting ones uh, uh, um, on, under the category of official side events. So one that I could mention is our uh, climate uh, side event that has been hugely popular. Uh, and another one... Uh, is a Y science that we organized together with University of Helsinki that is focusing solely uh, on research-based uh, technologies. Yeah. We've also added certain deep tech-focused uh, stage lots to, for example, builder stage. There's, for example, uh, fundraising uh, for, for deep technologies, uh, which is... Uh, a very different kind of a process than it might be uh, for a software founder. Got it. Thank you very much. Um, another way to get funding at Slush will be to be one of the happy few that got selected for the Slush 100 competition. Mm. Yes. Tell me, tell me all about it. Yes. Um, so this year, uh, we are once again partnering up with five uh, leading uh, VCs, uh, and the winner of the competition uh, will get uh, 1 million euros in, in, in terms of equity. Uh, and uh, we have just entered a very interesting uh, point of the competition. Uh, so the top 20 uh, has been selected and published, and they are currently preparing for their semifinals pitches taking place uh, on Startup Studio on day one. Uh, and uh, I have to say that I'm incredibly impressed by the quality of those companies already at this point. Uh, whoever will land into the top three, I know that they will be uh, great, great companies. So very excited to see uh, how they are. Uh, because they are all very early, right? Like that's one of the specificity of the competition. How old are the companies? Yeah. Uh, 
the Slush 100 it is designed for early stage companies. And for us, it means that all the participants have been founded in 2020 or later. Uh, so if I remember correctly, uh, actually one third of the contestants uh, was were only founded uh, this year or last year. This year. Yeah. Um, so that is our way of putting those that have just started and that might not have that many, for example, networks or connections just yet in front of the eyes of the leading VCs uh, that are, sit in the jury, uh, plus all the 3,000 VCs uh, attending the event. The So you mentioned five VCs partnering with you. Is it that they're putting like uh, 20% each? On the on the pool, like the investment pool. Yeah, it's eight. so it's you have two two like two European and three American funds, if I'm correct. Um, yes, although uh, some of the American funds uh, do have like European teams or or foothold in Europe uh, nowadays. Yeah. yeah. And can you can you tell me just? I don't want to get all the details, like all the secrets, you know, sauce here. But how is it to do this? You know, like uh, from the outside for other events, uh, you know, like in our audience, we have mostly founders, but also people who organize events are definitely listening to this. Mm -hmm. How do you do something like that? How do you get people to agree on evaluation? Is there like a, some form of uh, term sheet signed between the, the finalists or the semi-finalists? How, how does it work? Yes. Uh, so it is uh, similar safe that, for example, YC uses in, in okay. their program. Uh, and how do you get people to do this sort of, uh, if you have a shared vision uh, and shared understanding that this is what the early stage ecosystem really needs. And this is our way uh, of helping helping the European founders uh, sort of to the next level. Uh, then true that you get people to do things. <laughs> they agree on the valuation ahead of uh, their final, right? Yeah. Like on the founder side. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, really, I was there last year. I saw the finals. Uh, really, the level was really impressive. Uh, so I really look forward as well for this year. Yeah. Um, tell me a couple more, you know, practical questions. I mean, not practical in the sense that they're not important, but more like how do you do things uh, around sustainability, for yeah. example. I've seen, I mean, you started to use this term slush sustainability, which is like a nice play. Uh, tell yeah. me about eco-friendly initiatives that are happening during the conference. Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um I think when it comes to sustainability, uh, where it all starts is planning the event uh, and, and the production. Um, so together with our production company, SunFX, we aim to design the event so that we can use, like you reuse uh, materials as much as possible. Uh, and if you're uh, a person who's actually visited many of the Slush events, you even might recognize in, in our event that there are many uh, elements that sort of return year after year uh, to make sure uh, that our production uh, production is as sustainable as possible. Um, then, of course, there are many sort of smaller choices that we make putting sustainability first. So one example could be, for example, the food services. Um, so we are offering plant-based uh, food at Slush uh, and uh, to, to most of our side events as well. Uh, and we also encourage uh, our visitors uh, for smarter choices, uh, uh, like the use of public transportation. Um, then uh we also need to recognize the fact that uh, we do fly a lot of people to, to Helsinki. This is an international conference, so, so it includes flying. 
Um, so the final thing uh, that we do is that we actually compensate uh, the carbon emissions of not only uh, our event operations and our team's operations, but also all of our participants' flights. Uh, and uh, this year we're doing it together with a, a, a new partner, Supercritical. Okay, I saw it on the ticket thing that you can actually, uh, as a participant, also contribute to the offset of yeah. your uh, carbon footprint. Yeah, okay. we offered that. Uh, Sorry, please go. No, go ahead. No, please go ahead. I, I would yeah, I, I was just about to say that we offered that uh, that opportunity uh, for our customers to to chip in if they have uh, want to compensate their part, and also their partners uh, if they want to do the same. Cool. Um, also on the on the DNA of slush, I think. Uh, there's a strong commitment towards diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, is there also any learning or any actions that you take to make sure that everyone uh, feels at home at the event? Yeah, that's a very important and big question. And we try to do like many things right uh, to, to make our event a place that feels welcoming and safe for all. Um, I think it all starts uh, from our code of conduct and the fact that we are actually very, very strict about it. Uh, so we uh, ensure that each and every visitor has read our code of conduct uh, before attending attending the event. And if uh, that is there is any breaches, we also react to those um, uh, necessarily and, and fast. Some practical tip, uh, things that we're doing uh, is... That, for example, uh, we have these safety mediators on the floor at our event uh, whose uh, task is to resolve uh, any sort of conflicts that might arise and also act as a support for people uh, who uh, might unfortunately become uh, mistreated. Um, And uh, yes, enforcing that uh, on the kind of overall level of the big event, as well as in each and every side event and smaller gathering is the starting point for for creating safer uh, environment. Yeah. What is the percentage of uh, women among participants? You have like a a benchmark of that on that side? Like, is it growing overall? Yeah. Maybe on the speaker side, like, how do you see this? Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have a number for for our participants or audience in general. Um, However, this is something that we really, really pay attention to, for example, when building our stage program. Uh, We do understand that role models matter uh, when we want to build a more diverse future, which means that uh, regardless of person's background or where they're coming from, how they look like, they should be able to find role models or people to look up to uh, from our stage program. Another um, part where we sort of measure uh, how we do 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 mm-hmm. uh, regarding these topics uh, is our own team. Um, so, for example, out of our current team, actually one third uh, are international talents. We have people from sixteen different universities. Uh, actually, currently seventy five percent of all of our leadership positions are uh, held by women. Uh, sometimes uh, the uh, the uh, statistics look look also like that, uh, and. Uh, that is extremely important because slush acts as a sort of first step towards the ecosystem for many young people, not only in Finland, but internationally. Uh, and the more different kind of people we can bring uh, to our own team, uh, the more we can affect how the wider ecosystem looks like in, in let's say, five or ten years' time. I've seen uh, some former slush you know, team members who've been who started uh, businesses and initiative around diversity and inclusion. So I, I can see that it's uh, really taken seriously by by the team. It's part of the culture, the DNA of the 
of your organization. Um, I told you I will keep only like a short amount of time out of your busy calendar and uh, I'm going to do it. Uh, what are you going to do after December 1st? What are you doing, you know, the week after? Well, uh, first I want to sleep in for one day. Then together with the team, we will, of course, uh, kind of look into our feedback uh, and hopefully uh, find out that many of our attendees have liked uh, what we've done. Uh, and then also start slowly and steadily uh, think about the future. This will actually be my personally uh, last year at Slush. Um, so I want to ensure that we close the year uh, as, as well as, as possible. Amazing. Where can, where can we find you online? Online? Uh, yes. Uh, so my name is Erika Savalainen. I guess that LinkedIn is where I'm uh, the most uh, active. Uh, also, Twitter or what is it, X nowadays will do. There I'm under, under handle Erika Sav. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Erika. Yes, thanks. We're recording live from Paris and Helsinki ahead of Slush 2023, where I will be recording more interviews for the Selected Podcast. Make sure you don't miss out and hit subscribe on the Selected Podcast. See you there.